The Dr. Lodi Podcast empowers people to think for themselves and teaches people how to achieve optimal health, free from cancer and all other chronic conditions. As a medical doctor, clinical psychologist, nutritionist, historian, philosopher, and the pioneer of what has now become the definitive route for those unsatisfied with the modern cancer treatment system, Dr. Lodi will deliver information that you've never heard before. Tune in and discover what a true second opinion really means, how to stop making cancer, why there is no such thing as diseases, and what you are truly capable of achieving in your life. Good, good afternoon. Namaste, namaskar, aloha. I say those because those ones are, instead of just saying hello, and those languages are ways of honoring um, us. Yeah, so I just, I like that. aloha. Too. Aloha actually comes from, <clears throat> really, the breath. And the breath is the holy breath of God, right? That animates the flesh, so pretty important. And when, you lose, when your breathing stops, when God leaves, the body turns back to earth. Doesn't turn to America, doesn't turn into Switzerland, doesn't turn into China, doesn't turn into Thailand, turns into Earth. So I guess we're all Earthlings, right? Anyway, uh, what I wanted to say to you guys, listen, is, is uh, today I've, I've decided that I'm going to just um, speak the truth. So, you know, here's the thing. If they cut me off, just go to the Rumble. Okay, you know, find me on Rumble or just go to my website, drlody.com. I, I just can't keep not saying the truth. Listen, it's my impression. It's my con- concept of speaking. When people speak, the reason they speak is to communicate. And I can't think of anything more important to communicate than the truth. I, I mean... What else would you communicate? The only thing you would communicate other than the truth would be that which is not true. And what would be the purpose of communicating that which is not true? The only thing I can think of is to manipulate people because if they believe it's true, then perhaps they'll behave differently. So if you're speaking the truth or if you're not speaking the truth, different consequences. But anyway, so I've never needed or wanted to manipulate anyone so I um, and listen I grew up in Hollywood right my mother was a movie made movies she made E.T. she made Sister Act she made Jaws she made right? on and on she uh, she was good friends with Steven Spielberg all that so I grew up in Hollywood so if I wanted to be an actor it could have been easily easy but I didn't because you know why I'm not good at it can't lie don't like to lie and I don't like to pretend but it looks like um, as I've said to you all before as you know um, what are we what are we taught what are we taught by our parents and then other people after that we're taught to lie if you want to make it in this world you will learn to lie Don't tell them what you think. Don't express the truth. We learn that early on. And we behave a certain way when Uncle Charlie comes over and a certain way when blah, 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 and somebody comes over and 
certain way around mama and dad and papa because you know again they're they've been telling us no stop don't no stop don't no stop don't and then we go to school and they add again more so we learned a lie and then whoever becomes the best liar is the most successful so anyway so i i the only, the only thing i like to talk about is the truth it's always been my quest it's all i like I don't, nothing else satisfies me and i'll just keep looking for it that's that's Fortunately, it's a passion of mine. It's like what I, it's what I love to do. So it's really good. And, and, and it turns out that I have, the kind of work I, I, I do is uh, it's, it's critical and essential that I find the truth. So uh, now listen. Okay, good. So, okay. Well, here's what I want you to say. I'm going to answer questions. I promise. That's what I'm going to do because that's really the premise or the format of this whole thing. But first, I want to tell you a couple things that, about that I – that I think is going on that we need to, I mean, that is going on that we need to talk about. Um, but, and, and listen, whatever kind of chronically fermenting those, you all know, and for those that you're new, we call that zodiac sign that falls between Gemini and Leo, you know which one I'm talking about, it's called Cancer. So you have what? What's before Gemini? Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, but uh, said um, Virgo. And then um, Libra, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, and then Taurus. Yeah. So that's how it goes. That's what it is. Okay. So what's going on inside of people's body is, is not a zodiac sign. Okay. What's going on inside of people's body is that they've got some chronically fermenting cells. And why are these cells chronically fermenting? They're fermenting in order to survive. Because their biological needs are not being met. They've been poisoned. So they're not like the enemy. They're not something that got into you. We just got to make a change in our everything so that they stop fermenting. Okay, so you want me to talk about specific types of CFCs. And I've said it before, so please listen again this time. Listen very carefully. Even though you're not listening, I know you're not because people don't listen. You see, it's hard to listen while you're talking inside your head. If you've ever, have you ever read a book? You know how you're reading a book is that you don't know you're reading it until you stop for a second and you go, wow, because you were there. You listen to fantastic music, you're not, you're, you're there. So either total listening or total reading or anything like that where you're not present. You're not aware of your own presence. When you lose that, you're listening. But everyone right now that's on here has a pressing question. Well, not everyone, but and you want to know what your types of cancers are. I wanted to tell you that you're, that's the paradigm that is their paradigm. It doesn't work. There are no types of, of CFCs. There's only one type of CFC. There's only one thing common to all CFCs, and that is called the Warburg effect or aerobic glycolysis. What does that mean? That means ferment, glycolysis means fermentation, okay, period. It's a way of making energy from glucose. It's fermented. It's how we make wine and cheese, et cetera, all right? But it's inefficient, not nearly as efficient as using these little organelles inside of our cells called um, mitochondria. And their operating system is called oxidative phosphorylation. The operating system of a cell without mitochondria is called fermentation. Okay, so if you lose too many mitochondria, you have to start fermenting, period. That's all it is. So when you say type, 
what you really mean is where it was produced. Okay, that's where it was produced. It's produced in the lymph. Okay, it's called we call it lymphoma. It's produced in the breast. We call it a breast CFC, or you know that other word. Lung, liver, colon, pancreas, brain. And we think they're different. They're not different. They're just in a different location. And because of the because of the cell type, what the cell does, it does liver stuff instead of kidney stuff. And Are you or have you answered my? <coughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not answering questions yet. I'm giving a background. And as much as I try, no, 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 I try. <clears throat> as much as I teach that there's. Only one, see, the diagnosis, which I hate the word, when they say you have CFCs, it's because they found what? When they look at the microscope, they have found the morphological, that means the shape changes that result from function changes. If the function changes, now it needs a bigger one of these and a smaller one of these and a medium-sized one of these so it, to, to, to have a new function, that's all. So shape, shape, shape and function. And they're able to see, therefore, a cell that looks different than the cell next to it, and it's got these certain characteristics, right? That's what the pathologist sees, and it's called histology, a histological diagnosis. It's not a diagnosis, it's a histological description. What do I see? It's got a bigger... Therefore, it is a chronically fermenting cell, period. Whether it's in the brain, in the elbow, in the heart, in the nose, they don't use heart, but any kidney... Lymph. Okay, please understand that. If you don't, you're going to keep asking, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? You do the same thing about all of them. What do you do when you're sick? What do animals do when they're sick? Nothing. They drink water, they stop eating, <coughs> and they rest. <coughs> Why? because we were endowed with a, a machine, a biological machine. <clears throat> that should be called the earth suit. That is endowed with the ability to heal, self-healing. And if you don't believe me, go into the kitchen, get a knife and cut your finger. Tell me what happens. It'll bleed, it'll scab, and in a few days it'll heal. That's what we do, we heal. Okay, how do we heal? When we are sufficient we have sufficient nutrients within our body and not much waste because the waste will prevent function really simple all of this is really simple they complicate it they use names that are that mean nothing and you're all confused by it please throw away the paradigm that's a fake paradigm you don't have cancer and you don't have an unusual cancer and a rare cancer. Bullshit. What it is, what is it? You got a chronically fermenting cell in a location that it rarely occurs there. That's all it means. 
Why is the cell fermenting? Because it's not have it's not uh, the mitochondria are being are defective. Okay. What do we have to do? What do we have to do to stop it? Just think about it. Don't know you. You don't know anything. You know nothing. What do you think? You say no. Well, I guess I should find out what was damaging them. What what was causing those cells to lose their mitochondria? And if I can stop that, then that will stop happening. Right. It's a pretty fundamental way of looking at things, right? So that's called detoxification. Get rid of all the toxins in your body. What are toxins? Toxins are those things that if they stay in the body, they'll cause damage. What is food? Food is stuff that when you put it in the body, it turns into flesh and blood or energy. Okay. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. So what do you do? You start with your mouth because the mouth is the beginning of the digestive tract, which is 30 feet long. And for those of you who live lucky enough to live anywhere but America, 10 meters long. Starts in your mouth. What's in your mouth? Teeth, jaws, tongue. And then we go back and we go into pharynx, throat, you know, airway. It's all connected by cranial bones and we have a joint here and it's all connected that's where it starts and we have hidden infections dental infections are never obvious i've had i had root canals that were uh, not, not root canals i never had a root canal but i had um extracted wisdom teeth on this side this side i didn't right 25 years prior and they didn't hurt they didn't what was a swell or anything turned out that was causing a problem in my heart i didn't know it until I went to saw Dr. Simon Yu, who told me that. It would not have been, it was not able to have been seen on, uh, by most biological dentists. Because they don't read, they don't read really well the, um, the uh, 3D cone beam biopsy, uh, uh, CT. Only a few really read it well. One of them is a lady named, uh, Emma Abramayan in California, probably the best in the world. I mean, there may be people as good as her. I've never met them. And I've been working with biological dentists for about 25 years. So um, anyway, you start there and you clean it out. And you do all these cleanses. You do all these cleanses, colon cleanses. You drink nothing but fresh vegetable juice, three liters, four liters a day, and you don't eat. You do this for as long as you can, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. Oh, but I'm not going to get nutrition. You're going to get more nutrition every day than you would normally get in six months. The only thing that a good vegetable juice doesn't have is uh, fat and fibers, but it's got everything else. 
highly nutritional. That's why you can do it for so long. When you do that, clean your colon, do your lymphatic work, you're going to start moving, you're going to go to moving around all day, you're going to go to sleep early, 8 o'clock, you're going to do prayer meditation, and then you're going to be reading in the, in the morning, you're going to wake up before naturally, you're going to prayer meditate, pee, prayer, prayer, meditate, then you're going to read a book. What are you going to read? You're going to read about nutrition. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a book, a list of, of a, a reading list. You read about, and we talked about it last week. You read. Why? Because it's the only time during the day you're going to get the truth. The minute you walk outside of that, like the minute you walk out of your room, you start talking to people that are living with it, you're not going to get the truth. Nobody talks about the truth. They talk about, I don't know what most people talk about. I'm sitting on planes or I'm sitting here, wherever, a restaurant or something, and I hear people talking and I'm like, blown away and I realize why I have no friends I have no friends because I can't talk about whatever they talk about sports I I don't care who has the ball and what they're going to do with it no never have sorry y'all you got you sports guys I don't care about what make or model of car people have no. I don't care about fashion I don't care about if you got rid of sports cars and fashion, what else do people talk about? Oh, they talk about other people like uh, Kardashians or I don't, I don't I don't know who the people are they're talking about out there. What else do they talk about? Anyway, nothing I care about. So and they, and then most people think I'm weird anyway, which is great because they will build. They don't bother me. So, and I hope to remain weird. <clears throat> so, um, so anyway, that's, I don't care if it started where in your lymph node anywhere. It's always the same thing. So I will answer specific questions. I just want to take a minute and get into the truth. And the truth is this, everybody. There's a war going on. The war, and most people don't know it. It has begun, all right? It's been in been planned for 120 years. It's part of, I mean, more long, longer than that, but for this particular aspect of it, about 120, 130 years. <clears throat> all the things have come together. Someone had great foresight and knew if they did this, 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 take over education, take over medical education, buy up the newspapers, uh, set up these things, turn people from being self-reliant individuals into becoming consumers how do you teach someone to be what is the requirement to get someone to think they need to go out and purchase something you have to appeal to vanity right you're just not cool if you don't have one of these and if you don't wear one advertising signs they con you into thinking you're the one who can win who's never been won, who can do what's never been done Meanwhile, life goes on all around you. Bob Dylan, Nobel laureate. The guy said everything. Everything. <clears throat> For you that are too young and don't know about him, my uh, sincere um, condolences. But find out about him. <clears throat> By the way, he doesn't have a beautiful voice at all. But if you sang it with a beautiful voice, it wouldn't mean the same. Anyway, so that's it. 
So in order to get us to be consumers, you have to appeal to our vanity. And we have to think that we, if we don't have this thing, whether it's a T-shirt or pants or car or whatever, that we're not okay. That we're not okay. And so we go out and consume. We're no longer self-reliant people who have made up our mind about things. We've read books and we know and we understand a subject and we're able to make a decision that we've come to. We're no longer that. People don't read now. They read uh, whatever you, you know, on, on, on the Internet. And that's all we know. That's all run by AI already. So anyway, we're at war, people. I want to hear the tragedy of it. We don't know it. So do you know how it is easy? Do you realize how easy it is for our adversaries to win? It's like, it's like it's, you couldn't make it easier for them. Let me give you an example. <clears throat> I was really tired today, so I said, I'm going to go get a uh, oat latte, oatmeal latte, because you can't trust the soy. Oh, you know, oatmeal latte. So I go over to this place, and uh, I ordered it, and I, and I, I don't know why, but I brought, oh, they, would give, they give me a paper cup. I said, listen, you know, if, if I put, if you put a liquid into paper, isn't it supposed to get all wet and soggy? Yeah. I said, well, you're putting hot coffee. What, why come it's not wet and soggy? Oh. Yeah, there's something lining it. What do you think it is? Yeah, it's called, it's a plastic called BPA, bisphenol A. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what that does? It, it disrupts your hormones. Oh, really? <clears throat> like okay i said so it makes you less likely to be able to get pregnant they were girls most less likely to be able to get pregnant one said well i don't want to get pregnant i said well then if you wanted to it makes it less likely but your hormones get out of balance and the rest of your body gets out of balance i was just talking about a paper cup so and i said but listen it's everywhere it doesn't matter that receipt that comes out you that's folding it's got pp when we test people at the clinic <clears throat> Everybody has too much BPA. Everybody has too much glyphosate. Everybody. Everybody's got heavy metals. So we're full. You know that there's no clean, there's no pure rainwater on planet Earth anymore. Do you know that multiple ecosystems are at 90% failure? These are ecosystems that will keep the planet, this biosphere functioning. This is serious. Okay. This is serious. It doesn't get any more serious. Whatever you think's really, really important, this is serious because it's the end of humanity. That's what it is. But not only humanity. I'm talking the oceans too. By 2050, should not be alive anymore if we keep doing that. And on, 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 on. It's, if you realize what's going on, it's like, what? We should be. And there's, what were they saying? They were like, oh, that's really unfortunate. I, I could, I was just like, whoa. Okay, I, okay. This is it. That's why this is it. So I've come to realize that they've already won. It really doesn't matter because we're not doing anything. Even those of us who know, we're not doing anything. We don't know how. We haven't gotten together. We haven't. We're just talking about it, chronicling it, monitoring it. I mean, so I don't know what to say. Uh, 
but it's a war they've got a timeline it's very soon there will be no more humans if we define a human by its dna because everyone will have modified dna anyway to me it's pretty it's kind of like a devastating understanding of what's going on and you know guys <clears throat> we, I, back in 2020 i was saying this back in 2020 like march 2020 right when i saw what was happening i knew i didn't how do i know because i've been studying this stuff for years decades so i moved to thailand you know just at least to get a, i thought i didn't know i didn't know it was going to happen like this um now i realized so but anyway um So yeah, so it's happening on a um, on a worldwide scale all at once. And now that I think about it, it's the only way it could have happened. But they've done their homework. They've done what they they've done it. And uh, most people are. And I don't understand the state of mind. They don't care. Even uh, so, I, so my, I can only think that they don't really hear what I'm saying. It's the end of humanity. Oh yeah, it's really a shame. You know, it's like. I don't know. I kind of thought, I mean, there's a lot of bad people out there, but I kind of thought that the good ones, there it was, it was okay. It was good and bad. You know, there's the day and night. There's yes and no. There's front and back. There's up and down. Yeah, it's just the way existence is, right? So I figured it was okay that we have um, some bad, you know, but it was, it was okay. It was like balanced. I'm talking about 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, I guess maybe 90s has started to get weird and then but uh it was okay you know there were little bad people there i just stayed away from them and when i say bad i you know i i don't like to use m m terms like morality this is good and that's bad i would say people that disrupt your peace people that want to disrupt your peace and and, and your which includes your 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 uh, um, the space in which you live and your um, your body and things like that, you know, uh, like they want to kill you, they want to rape you, they want to take your things. You know, those, those are the <clears throat> so remember, good, we wouldn't recognize good if we didn't know bad. We wouldn't be able to define up if we didn't have it down. The, these things are required to define each other. The, 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 the phenomenal universe exists in polarities. And without these polarities, right? There is no up without down, right? Right? It has no meaning. You understand that, right? And there is no down without up. You understand that, right? So if there is no down and there is no up, when you put them together, do they exist? The answer is no. But they have apparent. That's why it's called illusion. That's why the phenomenal universe is called illusion. We know it in, in Western world. We can, how do we look at it? Let me tell you how scientists today, how we look at this as being illusion. Because I never see you and I never smell you and I never touch you. I never taste you. I never feel you. What's happening is, so if I, for example, if I'm touching you with the Pacinian corpuscles in my, um, yeah, my, my, uh, my hands, my fingers, send an electrical impulse to a part of my brain that clicks like that. And then I have the experience of it. And if you cut my 
if you cut my spine there, I wouldn't be able to feel you or touch you. Same with nose and sight. A light hits my retina, goes to the back of my retina, causes a uh, electrical spark to go down my optic nerve to my occipital lobe of my brain, and I have this experience of seeing you. But I never, you understand, everything is passed through by and becomes electricity, and then we have a perception, a perception of the sensory input. Sensory input. So sensation and perception are completely different. So my perception of what came in through my senses is that, uh, you know, it was a beautiful sunset or flowers or it was an ugly scene of somebody getting murdered, whatever it is, you know, and, but that's based on all sorts of stuff, connections in my brain, depending on how I grew up, my language. Blah, blah, blah. So our perception of what's happened, of, 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 of our sensory input is not necessarily the way it is because the person next to me might be having has the same sensory input but is having a different perception right you go to a party with someone you say do you remember when that guy like did hit that person no he didn't hit him that he, he did that he hit him after that guy no so you, you right or even that's why we have lawyers why do we have lawyers right because we have differing opinions on what happened he did it no she did it he did it. She did it. Uh, anyway, anyway so I'm trying to say so that even in the Western world, we realize that what's out there or what we think is out there is merely a perception of our sensory input. OK, so that's how the Western psychological and medical world would see us neurology. OK, in India, they just call it illusion, Maya, the temptress. Right. It's very tempting to leave all these. But remember, everyone's I mean, the story. Right. And what is what do we call someone who's psychotic? You know, you know what someone who's psychotic is? When they don't have the same story we have. When they think there's a different story going on, then they're called psychotic. And we lock them up. Because we all agree on pretty much certain parts of the story, so we're okay. But it's a story. What's really happening? No one knows. And so... Anyway, I don't know why I got into that, but um, and I can't remember where I was going from, from or, or to, but anyway, I just want to say to you that this story called humanity that we have known of, that we think we studied about, is going to cease within, within a few years, and there will be no humans. So... I mean, it's time to not be politically correct. It's time to not sit around and say, well, I'm just too busy for this. Or, yeah. you, or, or do it. Okay, do it. And just, you know, we'll just watch this fall apart. Or let's do something. So that's right. So in March of 2020, I was saying that the best thing we can do is to be that elephant that doesn't want to go uphill because the elephant doesn't want to go uphill and it sits down. That elephant's not going uphill. I don't care what you do to it. And we are that elephant, but we didn't take advantage of it. Because why? Because they successfully dumbed us down, turned us into consumers, appealed to our vanity, um, and took over our, our banking, took over our education, and people got less and less able to critically think. People don't think. If I tell, if someone comes up and tells me that, the end of humanity looks eminent in two years. 
I say, what? What are the details? If I made, suppose I didn't know, I'd be like, whoa, let's tell me what. Okay. But for somebody to say, so it just, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what's happening, but it's just tragic, 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 tragic. So let's all do something. Okay. I know we all have our stories and they're all important and, and they are, they are, they are, but there's a story of us. The story of us is about to end. That's a bummer. I think. I don't know. I think we need to do is get together and say, no, we're, we're not, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Cause if we don't do it, then they have no it. If we're not, if we don't work, we don't drive, we don't use the internet. We don't, we don't at all contribute to this, this giant machine, which is how they live. Because you know what it is? They, they, cause they think they, cause they have the most money. Now, let me tell you what money is. Money is a concept. It's not a thing. It means it's means it's it's supposed to represent value. You understand? Represent meaning it's not it, but it represents value. And we have given it so much. You know, they what do they say? It's the love of money that is messed up, and that's what and that's true. Because um, <clears throat> like we say. What's he worth? What's she worth? I wonder what her worth is. We're not talking about their value as a human being. Their, you know, how much joy, joy or awe or education or help they bring people. We're talking about how much money they have. Money is a concept that represents what does it represent? The ability to have things. And remember, you never have anything. Nothing. This body you don't have. It's on. It's on loan. You got to give it back to the earth. All right. So we don't ever have anything. What does it mean? I own my shirt. What does that mean? I own my shirt. What am I going to do? What does it mean? I get to sell it. And he doesn't. So that makes me a shirt owner. I mean, it's absurd. It's really absurd. I guess I'm boring you guys. Sorry. Well, this stuff's important to me. Anyway. But anyway, the whole point is this. we got to all say no, no matter what. You can't work. Okay. But I get to live. You can't go shopping. Okay. But I get to live. You can't drive. Okay. But I get to live. You have to realize what is at stake. But I think okay, you want them to live? You want to live? I mean, you got to realize what's at stake. And if we all do it, we won without any bloodshed. I'm glad you're all listening. Thank you, Sandra. Some comments were filtered. By who? Good. You're watching it while doing coffee. Anyway. Good for you, girl. That's fantastic. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, you guys are saying what? Yeah, I mean, it's everywhere. You know that. You know that. It's everywhere. So it's an all-out, all-out war. We have to know that we're at war. And we, yeah, we fight. How do we fight? By doing nothing. 
What do you do when you're really sick? Nothing. Don't eat. Don't move. Drink water. One thing. Whoa. How do you win an argument? Stop talking. How do you win a fight? Stop fighting. The power in not doing is, is incredible. Right? If you ever read the book Siddhartha, remember he said there's three things you have to learn. Fasting, patience, and what was the other one? Anyway, fantastic book. If you haven't read it, read it, you guys. Siddhartha by Herman Hesse. Unbelievable book. But learning the fast, like when the coming plagues come, when they come, what you've got to know how to do is not eat. You've got to know that you don't need to eat that much. you got to know that. And if you never fasted, you're going to think, I've got to eat a candy. No, you don't have to eat. Do you know how little we need, really, per day, nutrient-wise? We need very little. And I mean, yes, you can still be strong and all that. You're not going to, you know, you may not look like uh, Schwarzenegger and all that, but you're still going to be, have your muscles. Strong. Okay, here's the thing. The goal is not to look good. The goal is to be healthy. Because when you lose your health, you're not a good friend. You're not a good mother. You're not a good husband. You're not a good father. You're not a good daughter. You, you can't do anything. Money is useless. Wisdom is useless. If you lose your health. And with your health, everything is possible. Everything is possible. It is our most important treasure. And it should be guarded more than we guard our money. Our, but we don't. So whenever your problem is, if you're not feeling well, if you've got this, if they put a spell on you and said you had that, you know, I have so many people coming in now to come to me because they know that I don't want them to get a biopsy. And they go, look, I don't want a biopsy this way. Great. Why don't I care? Because it's not going to tell us anything. It's going to tell us, if I feel a breast and I can feel a mass in there, it's hard. What else is it going to be? There's not another possibility. If we do a scan and we see something on the pancreas, what else? Nothing. Nothing. So now we biopsy it and we look under the microscope and we see, aha, it started in a duct. So we're going to call it adenocarcinoma. Oh, gosh, aren't we smart? Aren't we smart? Okay, good. I just read uh, 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 Mar Mara. Mara, yeah, my, I mean, my, my eyes, you know. Anyway, <clears throat> that's fantastic. And uh, don't even use what they call it. What they call it, you know, they're going to call, uh, she's just, if you read her comment, they're, 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 the breast CFCs. Doesn't matter what they call it, what they say about it. There's nothing they say is true because there's there's two reasons why they don't that they can't say anything's true. First of all, they actually don't know, and they lie. So you put ignorance and lack of ethics together, and you have what? Oh, 
a doctor. That's right. <laughs> so you wear a white coat to prove that you are an unethical, ignorant person. Oh, did I offend someone? Mm, 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 mm. Well, I could only offend you if you if you believe if you think you're that kind of person. If you know you're not that kind of person, then you're not offended because I'm called a doctor too. But um, I kind of like the original meaning, teacher. I like to teach. Anyway, um, so let me tell you all too the, the most important thing of healing, get, restoring health is here. You've got to take care of the mind. The mind is filled with negativity fear, sadness, anger, regret, envy. You know, all of that stuff directly suppresses our immune system. And the only thing that restores balance and gets rid of uh, things that are that are harmful in our body is the immune system. You've got to have a healthy immune system. The most important and direct, what, direct uh, effect on the immune system is the mind. That's the most important. It, it's, the, it's more important than anything. There's two ways to take your foot off the brakes of the immune system. One is to learn the truth of what we're talking about. And you realize that, of course, I can heal. Just got to get out of the way and, 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 and make sure that I'm you know, living right. Living, what does living right mean? It means living in a way that satisfies all of your biological, psychological, and spiritual requirements. And when you do that, the only possible consequence is optimal functioning. And optimal functioning is what we call health. And health can only be obtained there by, therefore by living healthy. There's no other way. You can't buy it, negotiate, demand. You can only earn it. Period. Everything else they say is, no. But I want to get rid of this stuff. Yes, you do. But more important, actually, is to stop making it. All right? Because if it doesn't grow and it doesn't spread and it's not yet causing a, 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 a problem, then you'd live a normal life. But if, you know, but you still want to get rid of it, I get that. I, would, I do, too. I mean, yeah. We all have nanograms, micrograms, milligrams, or one gram or more. And one gram or more is what we call clinical CFCs. So we all need to stop making it, which means we all have to do the same things. What does it start with? It starts with cleaning out all possible toxins. And if you don't do that, it won't work. Toxins are physical phenomenon and they are a mental phenomenon. There's nothing toxic in the spirit. It's perfect. But the mind has toxicity and body has toxicity. And those have to be eliminated. And then what do you do? Then you eat the food for which you were designed. How do we know? Because of your anatomy and physiology. And if you get confused about what you think you should eat, then I want you to take your clothes off. Well, go to the jungle first, take your clothes off there, and then go into the jungle and live there for a couple months. 
I want to see what you're going to eat. Because you're going to have to use only that which you were came equipped with by God, by nature. And you're going to find out just based on that. We won't even talk about the fact that our jaws move sideways. We have cheeks, lips, thick tongues. We have two um, uh, enzymes in our mouth that digest fat and uh, carbs, not protein. Uh, we have a 30-foot or 10-meter digestive system. Where else do we see that in? Not dogs, not cats, not raccoons, not rats, not bears. Oh, that's right. Bovine, uh, um, you know, cattle, and, uh, and uh, primates, pretty much. Long, long digestive. Plant uh, animals that were designed to eat plants. Now, let's look at nature real quickly. Okay, what do we have? For, what is nature? Well, uh, nature is, exists, okay, the, the biological nature. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, meteors and planets and stuff. <clears throat> biological nature requires what? One thing only. And that is something called um, redox biochemistry. Redox biochemistry is the exchange of electrons. When you got electrons flowing, you got life. And that's how I can tell your heart's healthy. I do an EKG and I can see the shape. Aha, that's a healthy heart. EEG, electroencephalogram, EMG, muscles. Okay. Electrical output. Electrical, electrical means flow of electrons. Okay. In order for electrons to flow, you need a redox to throw the electron and an oxidation to collect. Okay. When you run out of that ability and the electrons stop flowing and you have a flat line, you're dead. Okay, so that's what it is. So in order to do that, everyone has a certain anatomy and physiology designed to extract what, it, what was needed for them, for that species, to get that energy. So if someone said, what is food? You'd have to ask them, what species are we talking about? Rats? Flies? Humans? So it's really different. Bacteria? So we're talking about humans, we do what? If you didn't know, what would you do? If you didn't know, you'd have to say, well, can you show me a dead human so I can do, uh, examine their anatomy and I'll tell you what they were designed to eat. Now, listen, you don't have to believe me and don't ever believe anybody, don't, don't, especially not doctors. Find out for yourself, read about it. Let me ask you a question. Do carnivores or um, herbivores have bigger stomachs? Stomach, just stomach, not intestines. Carnivores do. Why? Because they bite and swallow. They don't chew. They don't go like this. Their molars are sharp. So they need bigger, they can hold more stuff, and then they, it takes them a while to deal with it. How about a snake? They just swallow it whole and just kind of do it that way. Just digest it. Okay, so now what? Now, what about the uh, herbivores? Well, they're a small intestine, and they're talking about diameter when they say it. Is much longer than their large intestine. Yes, bovine. Herbivores. 
However, the apes, primates, which we're close to, have a longer, uh, they have more of a large intestine. And they have big cecums and stuff like that. Because they need to, they're hindgut fermenters. And like the cows and stuff are foregut fermenters. We've got a cecum. We've got a, but we've got relatively uh, small intestine length to large intestine is more of the herbivore. Not the dog, not the cat. No, no. Open in a cat, but combative anatomy. Comparative anatomy, or go take a class in it, or go find the dead cat and a dead or uh, gorilla and open them up and see if there's any difference. Yeah. Dogs and cats, short and straight. They got to get out. Why does it have to get out? Because flush, flesh putrefies very quickly. So it's got to get out. And you have to have certain enzymes. You really got to study it hard. So, um, but I've been eating just flesh for the last five years. Well, you know what? And when I eat a steak, I just feel better. And then I might talk to someone else and they go, you know, when I have a cigarette, I just feel better. And I might talk to someone else who says, you know what? When I shoot heroin, I feel better. My point, just because you feel better doesn't mean you needed it. Unless you consider a perverted desire as a need. So, yes, I agree we are omnivores, but we're not omnivores by design. We're omnivores by perversion. All omnivores have a snout. Show me one that doesn't. Rat, raccoon, bear, dog. They have a snout. Why? And they have to have sharp teeth and claws. And their jaws only move vertically. Actually, if they're omnivores, they might have both, yeah. But they got to have snout and they got to have no cheeks, no lips. Cheeks and lips are meant to hold vegetation in the mouth. Not to look beautiful and have big lips. And of course, you can go get your lips injected and then uh, and then you can have your uh, some fat changed to put around your derriere. Um, isn't it strange what people do? I mean, to me, it's strange because... The way to look bad, your best, if you want to look good, if that's your goal, is to look good, be healthy. Because health, you will exude. Have you ever met someone who, according to our Western standards, is not beautiful or handsome, but they've got some fantastic, wonderful energy and you just love them? It's really what matters. You know, in the old Hawaiians, uh, uh, Hawaiian um, thinking was that the, the, the bigger you were, the more beautiful you were. Opulence was equated with, with wealth. And so they used to feed the queens and kings of, of, of old Hawaii like seven or eight I forget, six meals a day, and each meal was like more, you, you couldn't believe how many courses of food it was. And they were extremely large. So they had people called Lomi Lomi that massaged their belly because to help them digest because they exceeded their ability to digest. 
That's where Lomi Lomi came from, if you ever heard of it. Anyway, uh, okay, now I will get into questions, I promise, I promise, and I'll stop being, talking about the stuff that I'm sure you all, not all of you, but some of you think it's irrelevant. But I'm just trying to tell you, whatever you got, whatever your question is, the answer is cleanse, eat right, live right. Sometimes we've got to cut things out. Sometimes we have to irradiate. Sometimes we have to do that. So that's, you know, I understand now. Okay. One thing I want to say about parasites. Let me say this about parasites. I did that webinar. I hope you've all seen it. Um, I just wanted to show you the problem of parasites that they're ubiquitous. And I get letters from all over the world, emails and stuff of people having situations that I can't imagine coming out of their nose, out of their mouth, out of their vagina. I mean, feeling them and see them crawling under their skin. I mean, it's bad. Normally you don't see the adults because they, you just don't see them. You see, and, and you don't know you have the, the larva and those eggs because they're embedded into the walls of our organs. And you've got to take a bunch of anti-worm, anti-protozoa, which are single cell, and antifungals. You've got to take them heavy, more than any pharmacy will, will be, will, oh my God, that's too much. Oh yeah, but I can give you cytoxin, adriamycin, methotrexate, and 5-FU, and, and, and oxaloplatin, and all that. That's fine. Yeah, your hair falls out, you vomit, your bone marrow uh, brings your white count down, you die of sepsis. That's okay. But we got to be careful about it. And we got to make sure you're not taking too much vitamin A because, my God, cytoxin, adriamycin, okay. You have to understand, this is beyond sick. It's beyond madness. So don't let them, don't let them steal your, 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 don't, don't let, okay, listen, what you know, what, okay, you know so much more than you know you know because they have you convinced that you don't know. I mean, well, I'm not itchy, but I did take a shower, I promise. I don't know why, since I come to, whenever I'm in Arizona, itchy. My legs feel like elephant legs. I don't know if you ever felt an elephant leg, but they're like rough. Anyway, um, I just wanted to say that about the prayer. So what I wanted to tell you guys is that when people are saying, "Can you please help me? Can you please help me?" So the reason I made that that that, that webinar was so that you would re, you could watch it over and over again, and then look. I gave you the list of one pharmacy in India. There's another pharmacy called All Day Chemist Chemists with an S. AllDayChemist.com, and from there you can get it too. You can order it. You can get them all. Uh, these are reputable. They sell the they sell the real deal, and uh, the problem is taking them. You're going to be worried about your liver. So you know if your liver is, is really sick, then you got you got to lower the dose. So you, you know it'd be good for someone to at least look at liver to see how it's doing. I mean if it's really high, two three hundreds, then you've got to just lower the doses and take things that'll fix your liver, like alpha lipoic acid, 300 milligrams four times a day. Silymarin, 500 milligrams, three times a day. Selenium, 400 micrograms a day. Um, and uh, phosphatidylcholine, about one gram a few times a day. Yeah. All right. Now, but, so you would might want somebody to guide you on it, but you can get started. Just get a liver test. So what I'm going to do, what I've done now is I've found a doctor in New York. I found a doctor in Nebraska. And I have, 
I need to find a couple more in the U.S. And then I'll find them in a, a few in uh, Thailand and maybe India. And I want to send maybe even Kuala Lumpur and get one or two in Malaysia. And uh, so what I want to do is I want to build a network um, where whatever time you're calling from, wherever you're calling from, we can get a, and, and get that. And I'm, I'm going to write out the protocols. I'm going to explain to all the doctors. So I want to have a program for everybody because I know you need help. I know it. I hear you. I hear you. But get started anyway. Just go get a, 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 a liver test, right? AST, ALT is what you want to get. Just check your AST and ALT. See how they're doing, okay? And ask the doctor, say, are they okay? Don't tell them what you're going to do because they'll say, okay. You can't tell them. Um, all right. I'm working on getting, I've got a few now. We're almost ready. As soon as I get enough that I can do it, we're going to launch this program. And we'll have a place you can write in, sign up, and get some help, and it'll be quicker than just with me. If it's just with me, it's too long. Okay, so anyway. Yeah, someone called, there's called, yeah, here's someone saying here, there's a, a company called ASEA that sells something called Redox, um, that sells uh, Redox equivalents. And ASEA is um, excellent, it's amazing, it does. And uh, there's been a lot of um, good science with it, and, you know, drinking a bottle a day is going to really uh, help you with the Redox. But remember, in order for Redox to continue, you not only need that, you need to be getting vitamin C, you need to be ascorbates, you need to be getting all the things, all the nutrients so that the redox has some place to do its redoxing, okay, because it needs that. And one of the most important redox elements is ascorbate. It's the major electron do donor um, from phytoplankton all the way up to mammals, everything in between. Anyway. Okay, so you guys, I'm gonna, I just want to talk about one thing before we, because the reason is, is that this has become a, a big deal, a big deal, and it's called urine therapy. Okay, so let's talk about urine therapy for a minute. Did I get your point about, did I, did I get the point across about we, that we need to get together, we have to figure out how to get together? If everybody listening to this says, yeah, we want to do it as a group, then let's form a group and let's start that. And we'll do it on something, I don't know, signal. And let's start a group of survival, you know, of uh, just say no. Or, and be, you got to be willing to take the consequences because there'd be a few of us that are going to get hurt. But we all say no. It can't, they can't do it. Anyway, but because remember, we're talking about mm, end of humanity. And the biology. I mean, the oceans are going to collapse. When the oceans collapse, the world's, the world's dead. The bees, what is it, 90%, you know, gone? When they're, once they're gone, three years is over. I mean, wesh, time to stop. Anyway, okay, I'm glad I got that across. All right, so now here, um, <clears throat> urine therapy. Well, it's not that it is, okay, first of all, let's say, what does urine do? It removes toxins and wastes, right? What are called soluble toxins that are in the blood. 
Soluble means they absorb, they're, they're, they're dissolvable in water. If they're not, then they never make it out of, they wind up being stored in fat. So soluble toxin will be in the blood. The kidneys filter it out. Other soluble toxins uh, become feces. They stay in the GI tract. The liver does its thing. So if they don't get if they don't get completely detoxified by the liver and they get into the they get absorbed into the blood, then they'll get detoxified by the kidneys. Okay. So the kidney re, 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 removes uh, waste and extra fluids, right? Because we only need a certain amount of fluid. You know, like for example, our blood is five liters. We need that. And then we have blood in our um, interstitial fluid and blood in our cells. I mean, above fluids. But anyway, to maintain that fluid balance, because if you got too much, your legs get fat, you get, you know, you're sick. So the fine tuning is kidneys. And also with waste, the kidneys are also important to keeping your bones healthy. The kidneys are also important in keeping your hemoglobin hematocrit normal. In other words, you, you, you know, if someone says you're anemic, that means you have a low hemoglobin. Amen. So to give a healthy range of hemoglobin, you've got to have healthy kidneys. Um, they also they produce hormones that help regulate blood pressure. They also produce the active form of vitamin T. After, after it's, we get sunlight, it gets it combines with cholesterol in our skin and then goes to the liver and then finally to the kidneys you know so it does all that and um and as i said it controls the production of red blood cells but it gets rid of waste it gets rid of salt so salt sodium is kept in very small range to be healthy potassium small range calcium all of these minerals in our body that are the batteries of all of our enzyme systems are kept in by the kidneys excess go out the pH of our blood, which is, you know, between 7.35 and 7.45, over those or under that, you're in trouble. Kidneys keep it there. They get rid of wastes. They get rid of, uh, you know, excess hormones, excess. And they also have, they also have urine-derived stem cells. And they also have, um, you know, certain hormones and proteins and stuff that were too much and in excess. Okay. And yes, I'm, I'm just telling you then, so that's what the kidneys do. And that's what they, that's what urine is. And mostly I would say it's, it's, it's urea, which is a breakdown product of pro protein. Anyway, so, and yes, now this is the argument that people are saying for drinking urine, urine, because the babies start to pee inside of the amniotic, and when they're in the, in the amniotic sac, right? Around eight, week eight, urine production, um, they start drinking it. Around... Weeks 13 to 16, they really, urine production produces. So they're, they, at that point, they're drinking, um, they start drinking urine mixed with, I mean, urine mixed with uh, amniotic fluid at around week 12. And by 20, week 20, most of the amniotic fluid is urine, is amniotic fluid, is urine. There's no difference. It's, the, it's, an, it's, it's, now it's getting its nutrients from the umbilical cord, from the placenta. But the amniotic fluid is for what? It's to develop the lungs and to develop the, the, the gastrointestinal system. So it's not really they're drinking urine. 
I mean, it is, but it's not the same thing. Okay, so they're just swallowing it and breathing it and all that, right? And just not, not breathing, but they get practice breathing. And this is all part of the developmental process. Okay. And uh, the endometrial cells, the cells that line the uterus, you know, they get um, absorbed and they uh, get turned into what's called meconium. And then the umbilical cord carries it to the placenta uh, for removal. So the amniotic fluid also has lots of antibodies to help strengthen the fetal immune system. Okay, now that's for the fetus. Okay, now adult human urine is not sterile. In fact, it has it has microorganisms, especially bacteria, um, that serve a purpose. Just like we have a normal gut biome, we have an oral biome, a nasal biome, vaginal biome. We have a urinary tract biome. In other words, we have that are necessary for our health, right? Um, so it's not sterile. Um, so, and then remember, so the body, the body will take nutrients, turn it into either structure or energy, right? And then uh, after that, it takes what it needs. The products left behind have to go into the blood, into the bowel to get rid of. Okay, so now the kid, how do they work? They work by filtration, reabsorption, and tubular secretion. Those are the different ways it works in different parts of it. Okay, filtration is filtering out through the glomeruli. Right? And then it's going through the tubes, tubes, right? And, and, and things that are come out initially are reabsorbed because if the body needed it, it's going to reabsorb it. And then there are parts where it doesn't need it, so it secretes it. It's tubular secretion. Okay, it's really clever, really an amazing thing. Gets rid of what we don't need and it keeps what we need. It keeps us pH balanced. Okay. And by the way, you've got to be producing a certain amount of, of urine. Right. Um, you know, the average adult produces about 1.4 liters per day. And it, it, it can range from like 2.0.6 uh, up to 2.6. More than that is called polyuria. Less than that is called oligoyuria. Both are associated with uh, illnesses becoming sick. The average person urinates six to eight times a day. That's depending on the state of hydration, their activity level, you know, other environmental factors, weight. Um, so polyuria is when you're urinating more than two and a half liters a day and oligoyuria or is it was when you're producing less than 400 milliliters a day 400 milliliters a day and anuria is really it's less than 100 milliliters a day that's bad that's bad. A, a, the, the, the letter a before anything usually in medical means without anemia no blood um, anyway, but, but, but anuria means no urine. Okay. So, and then remember that urine actually varies, um, very little, the amount of protein that it, it, it produces. Okay. Any excess is suggestive of illness. Same with sugar. So if, if there's too much sugar in there, then it means that they're ingesting too much sugar.
if there's too much protein in there, they're either eating it or they're um, the kidney, their glomeruli, the part that filters from the kidney, are leaking it. <clears throat> and that's called nephrotic syndrome, nephrosis. Now, what's very interesting, uh, interesting is that in people with acidic urine, very acidic urine, they are, they are likely to get uh, urinary stones, kidney stones that are painful and stuff like that, but you got to have an acidic urine and probably a dehydrated urine. Okay. So, um, it's, uh, anyway, it turns out that a diet that is high in, in the protein that comes from meat and dairy, as well as alcohol consumption can reduce the pH that is make it acidic. Which prones makes them prone to having stones. Did you hear that? Meat, dairy, and a lot of alcohol. Not a glass of wine at dinner, no. While all along, potassium and organic acid, such as those from the diet of fruit and vegetables, increases the pH so that it's alkaline. Imagine that. Hmm. Don't you wish you didn't know that much physiology? Because then you could actually believe that what you were doing was okay. Anyway, <clears throat> but anyway, we were talking about bacteria in the in the in the um, um, uh, urine. So if we look at the bacteria in the urine of, um, of of humans versus cows, well, so it's it's really weird. So there's a little chart here, Bacillus. 10.4 uh, in humans, 5.1 in, in cows. Staphylococcus, 2.6% are in uh, humans, 2.6% in cows. Citrobacter, 3.9 in humans, 12.8 in cows. This is normal. Klebsiella, 7.8. Anyway, Shigella, Salmonella, uh, Salmonella, Pseudomonas, and Proteus, and E. coli. These are normal, okay? But you don't really want them. Now, Drinking urine has been around for at least 5,000 years, okay? They're saying it's not a waste product, but rather a distilled product from the blood and contains many useful substances. Well, anatomically, the kidneys filter the blood. It goes through the ureters to the bladder where it's stored, and then it comes out of your urethra. It's a short urethra if you have a vagina, and it's a longer urethra if you have a penis. It's still a urethra, and it goes to the outside. So anatomically, it is a waste disposal system. Sorry, I don't know. It's just the way it is. Okay, no. But... As far back as 5000 BC um, in India, there was a, a drinking urine for, for, for a rejuvenation was called Jivambu. And it's still practiced. It's practiced in Rome. It's practiced Egyptians, Greece, then Rome. It's always been. But they used a lot of it for like uh, they would make 
uh, poultice and put it on stuff, and it's really helpful in that way. It's got uric acid and urea in it. The most abundant is urea. And that's why people who are urea and uric acid come from um, their breakdown products from protein, animal protein. Because remember, when you eat plants, you don't get you, what you get is the what you get are the constituents of protein, which are amino acids. Um, eating, you know, eating is like I don't recommend it. So. Um, I mean, you know, some people also cl uh, claim that eating their feces is good for them. There was a guy in Thailand I was reading about who, um, I think he got arrested for, yeah. And there was a guy in Egypt, is it Egypt and some of the other places in the Middle East, they say that eating, drinking ca uh, camel's urine is uh, really good. So he used to sell it, and then he got arrested because they found out he was using his own urine instead of the camel's urine. Anyway, um, so, five, five, so 5,000 years ago in India, they said it was good for asthma, arthritis, shingles, acne, indigestion, migraines, and stuff like that. Uh, and I guess it was uh, Pliny the Elder in, uh, in, in Rome who recommended it. In fact, in the 1500s, you remember Magellan when he was selling, sailing? Anyway, um, they ran out of water. They drank their urine and stayed alive. So... It's got some definite survival benefits. Um, and there's also, you know, lots of stories of people who were in catastrophic situations where they drank their urine to stay alive. Because it is, what? 95% water. 95% water. Unless you're not drinking. If you're dehydrated, you don't urinate a lot, right? It's one of the signs of not drinking enough water. Now, I mean, even in Africa, it's been around all around. So here's the thing. Now, I read a book. This all started to come, I guess, became popular around the year, um, late 1990s. I was in New York, and there was a book called Uropathy, and it was, it was by uh, a guy named Martin Lara, and uh, he was a plumber. And it was a great good book. I think he wrote it in 1995. It was a really good book. I read it. I thought, wow, that's really cool. But I guess teleologically, I can't get, get into it. And I'll tell you why. Knowing that God made this body perfectly. I mean, we're meant, we were meant to live forever, right? And then we... You know, according to the story, we ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He said, out, no negotiating, out. And I'm thinking on the way out, he slapped a cecum on us. Once we got a cecum, we found it. That's where most of this stuff stays. So you got to get colonics or fast for a long time. Um, anyway, um, so here, my, my, when I look at nature, I realize nature is perfect. Okay, wait. Let me no. Let me let me qualify that. Perfect in that nature as a whole continues. It's perpetual. This is born, gets older, dies, and recycles. So nature is perfect. And every organism, which is an, any um, um, point of light within the uh, biosphere, 
that is able to engage in redox biochemistry to support its own electrical um, um, flow, which gives life, uh, is alive. And it's made as perfect it can be, and it's made to heal. It's made to eat, and it's made to eliminate wastes. So just teleologically, I would say that uh, it doesn't make any sense to ingest your waste. So now you're saying, well, that's not considered waste. It's considered a distilled substances from the blood. That's just simply not true. How do I know? Because if you are either, um, well, if you're aneric for sure, but uh, um, if you're not urinating enough, you'll die of toxicity. The reason people have kidney failure have to go on dialysis at least twice a week is because they must filter their blood, otherwise they die. Now, all the great advocates on urine talk about urinary stem cells. And guess what? That is a very big deal. And they can uh, actually get, um, get you, you can find urinary stem cells. So now when we talk about stem cells, we talk about embryonic. And then there's placental and cord. And then there's mesenchymal. Mesenchymal are in the body. So... Uh, and one of the mesochymals are, you know, they come from fat, they come from blood, they come, I mean, bone marrow. Um, bone marrow derived stem cells, fat derived stem cells, and urine derived stem cells. So it's a fairly, rel you know, in, 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 in the science, it's a fairly relatively new understanding. But they're, and they're extremely useful because you know what? It's one of the only stem cells you can inject into the body that's not going to become, uh, if, it, it's, if, it, if it finds itself in the, uh, near a tumor, it won't become a tumor. So that's cool. It doesn't have malignant potential in vivo when they do tests inside of the being. Now, um, so anyway, so uh, like as I said, it's got a lot of urea, uric acid, uh, phosphate, organic acids, sodium, all the minerals. And, uh, it's got some stem cells and it's got some proteins and stuff and some peptides. So, um, and it's got glucose. So, you know, it, and of course, yeah, and it's true. Like if you ever get stung by, we, we knew this in Hawaii, when I used to live in Hawaii, you get stung by a, um, by a jellyfish, have someone pee on it. It's hard for you to pee on your, like certain parts of your body, especially if you're a girl, uh, have someone pee on it and it'll take you, it's good. So it's got really definite medicinal. Um, it's a folk remedy. Okay. Now, except we also know the unfortunate thing is that it can activate nematocysts that are in the jellyfish thing that'll make it hurt worse. So you just gotta hope you don't have any of those left in there. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say was, um, where was that? It was very important. Ah, okay. So, So, okay, so here's what they found with, with, with urine-derived uh, mesenchymal stem cells. Um, is that uh, 
Um, you know, they're very good. They can clone out. They can get five to seven clones, and uh, they they can clone out. They can be very good, and they don't have they don't let, they don't go to tumors. And if they get in tumor, they don't start producing tumor like many other stem cells do. So it's always different, to, uh, dangerous to get stem cells when you have tumors. Um, but um, the the best way they can grow them, as it turns out, that the stem cells can only be maintained viable at less than they have to be at minus nineteen degrees centigrade. So minus nineteen or one hundred ninety. Can't remember. I think it's like one hundred and ninety minus one hundred ninety degrees centigrade in order to maintain viable right otherwise they lose their um they die okay so the serum that they use i mean the, the, so the, the medium that they use to maintain urine stem cells ur urinary derived stem cells is a, a basic fibroblast growth factor which fibroblasts are those cells in our body that make the connective tissue like collagen and stuff like that um and you know it's got to have they also use uh, all sorts of stuff like, um, you know, bovine serum. They use 0.4 milligrams of cortisol. They use uh, insulin. They use transferrin, uh, T3 from thyroid. They use a bunch of different things to keep these cells viable, these stem cells. If they go into the digestive tract, if you drink them, they die. They're destroyed. You don't get the benefit of the stem cell from drinking it. Sorry. You don't. They can't survive. They have to be kept at, uh, I think it's 108. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think my, my name, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Uh, mm. Yeah, that's yeah. For stem cells to re retain activity, they need to be stored under uh, very cold temperatures, minus 196 degrees centigrade. And so all stem cells consumed orally um, will be destroyed by the enzymes in the gastrointestinal system. And it depends on the person. Somebody who's 20 to 40 years old, their stem cells are going to have, you know, 75% um, clonal. They can become clones. Right, if they're uh, 50 year age group, 59.2% can be clone or clonable. And then the older you get, so the, so it's always better that like, you want to get stem cells for some reason to get them from um, umbilical cords or placental or amniotic fluid. They can just draw some fluid out of the amniotic, out of a pregnant woman and um, use those stem cells, yeah. Or the urinary ones, which you can get, which are really good, but you got to preserve them in a certain way and then use them. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of important to talk about. So I don't advocate drinking it, although I'm not going to say that it's not doesn't have value. It does, um, especially survival. But all the other stuff that's claiming, and there's a lot of anecdotal stories of how great it is. So I'm sure it's got some stuff. But remember, urea, ure, for example, uric acid, you won't get uric acid from a cow. I mean, from a, a dog or a cat. And I mean cat, I mean tiger, lion, 
bobcat, panther. And by dog, I mean coyote, wolf, hyena, dog. Why? Why won't you get uric acid from a cat or a dog? Well, they don't have an enzyme called uricase in their liver. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Dogs do. Yeah, okay. The, way, the reason you don't get uric acid is because they do have an enzyme called uricase, which breaks down uric acid into allantoin. So animals that are supposed to eat animals have uric acid. I mean, have uric case in their liver so they can break down uric acid. We can't break down. We do not have uric case. Therefore, we get gout. I mean, you know, I'm just not making it up. And if you don't believe me, look it up. I'm sure I'm pissing off a lot of people right now. Right? Because everybody wants to believe what they want to believe. Anyway, I guess it's boring today. Not many people. Oh, well. Anyway. Um, so I'll answer your questions. Apologies for not answering your questions sooner. Let me find the questions. Here we go. And remember, we're on Twitter at Dr. Thomas Lodi, MD. And then we're on all the other ones, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, at Dr. Thomas Lodi. Dr. Thomas Lodi. And of course, you know the website, Dr. Thomas Dr. Lodi, Dr. Lodi, Dr. Lodi. Dot com. And then you put slash live and you can go to. And all of these will replay automatically whenever you want to see them, except for TikTok. Okay. Now, questions. Let's look at Marie here. Marie says, Hi, doctor. I've been treating my premalignant pancreatic cyst with an antiparasitic ivermectin and fenbendazole. And I started off slow, and I'm now up to two times a day for both. After watching one of your videos on the internet, you mentioned that these two are not enough, and you included prosequantum and instead of prosequantum, or, or no, niclosamide instead of prosequantum. You also discussed antifungals, which are fluconazole and nystatin, not tinidazole. Tinidazole is an antiprotozole. Why do I have? Isn't water great? My doctor doesn't believe this because all my stool tests have been negative. Your doctor is uh, hard to say. I'm sorry to say is stupid. And if your stupid doctor would like to talk to me, I'd be happy to. Well, the reason he's stupid is because he never asked the question. You know, just because they tell you something doesn't mean it's true. Just because you don't, just because you learn to read, it doesn't mean everything you read is true, right? Uh, what a good education system would be to would be to teach you to question what you read. I'm concerned as I've only been using ivermectin for a short time. I wasn't aware. Uh, my doctor doesn't believe that uh, most doctors don't treat for parasites. I know many of the antiparasitic forms and social media groups seem to have to be their own health advocates due to the dilemma in Western medicine. Yes, not only with parasites, but with everything. 
Western medicine is Rockefeller medicine, period. And it's a business and it has algorithms for sales and services. And that's why they diagnose, which really means they cast a spell on you. They commit sorcery. They cast a spell on you. Once they cast a spell on you out of fear, you comply to take their poisons. That's it. Many of the other. Some people are. That word disease free from just the fembendazole, while others are adding it. Ivermectin, I rarely hear of others in Prasequantal, although I suppose it just doesn't seem to be as common as the other two that are making it. I already have IPMN on the pancreas, IPMN, which I was told are always pre-malignant, and they watch them with another doctor once a biopsy, wants the biopsy them. So I haven't done a biopsy yet. No, you get rid of the word yet. Don't ever do a biopsy. And figured I'd do, do the parents and predator. Do the Paris Anthropocentrics first. I hope you can answer this on your live. Thank you. All right, so here's the thing. Marie. The, the parasitics, they, if they get into something, into an organ, they're not coming out. You've got to bombard them with two or three, or, I mean, at least three anti-worms, anti-helminthics, at least one or two anti-protozoals and then the antifungals. And you gotta do heavy, high doses. Prosequanto, 600 milligrams three times a day. And it goes to my 500 milligrams three times a day. Um, Ivermectin, 12 milligrams three times a day. Um, uh, tinidazole, well, I, I get it in Thailand, 500 milligrams three times a day. But you can get it, uh, I think 100 over here, three times a day. There's another one called nitazoxanide, which is also good for it. And that'd be 500 milligrams three times a day. And that's good for uh, antiprotozoals as well. And then there's fluconazole and nystatin for uh, uh, fungal, antifungal. So you do all oh, three weeks on, one week off rest. Three weeks on, one week off. Because they're going to keep, lay, they lay up to 2,000 eggs a day in the lining of your pancreas or wherever. And then each of those 2,000 eggs can become 2,000 worms. So, I mean, they keep coming. You guys want to hit them heavy, heavy, heavy. Now, that's one thing. But the first thing you want to do with pink, they call pre-malignant, tell them to go shove it. Okay, don't ever let them stick a needle in it. Tell them to stick a needle in their own pancreas if they really have to do it. If I could share a screen, like if we were doing a consult, I would share the screen and show you the in the surgical oncology literature, it says doing this will cause it to spread. So I'll tell you what pre-malignant means. It means what? It's not malignant. It's on its way to becoming malignant, perhaps. Unless you just start living right. Now, if you sprained your ankle, how would you, you would not walk on it or run on it. He would rest it until it healed. And this is true for every organ or every body part. If you rest it and rest it, it can heal. If it's working, it's harder to heal. How do you rest the pancreas? Not eating. 
So one of the best things you can do for your pancreas is to stop eating and drink only water, only water, real fast, not a juice cleanse. Juice cleanse is still going to require pancreatic function. Water, but water a little bit, but still. Uh, and it's the only condition, even in the hospitals with conventional doctors, that if you have um, pancreatitis, that means an inflamed painful pancreas, that they put you on just water chips only, not even drinking water, not even to drink it. It's the only time. And by the way, if you have kidney problems, guess what they tell you? Don't eat animals. Oh, my God. Why? Because it's too much of animal protein causes um, kidney damage. Oh, my gosh. So does that mean a little bit does too? Oh, no, we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. Let's just uh, I try to ignore all these things, right, so that we can justify what we do. We're justifying what we like to do. And then let's not even talk about the fact that not one of these animals volunteer to be eaten so that you can satisfy some gustatory pleasure you have, your Epicurean delight. You think it's really, oh, I love venison. And I love. Suppose an alien comes down and says, I love to eat humans. It's okay. Suppose a guy says, I want to have sex with this woman. She doesn't want to. Too bad. I want to. Is that okay? Rape's okay. Murder's okay for pleasure, right? Right? That's what we're saying. I'm not saying it. But we'll forget that part. Let's just talk about the health, okay? I know. There's one guy on here. He gave me, he said, he wrote me in. He said, you know, I really thought you were cool until I found out you advocated a plant-based diet. Um, it's not a matter of advocating. It's just that if you study biology, comparative biology, and then human, and you look at rates of illnesses, I mean, it's, it's like really not an opinion. Anyway, so what I'm saying to you is you have to do at least three of them. Three weeks on, one week off. Three weeks on, one week off. And if you're doing that, then you should be doing a juice cleanse with it. You get, you know, cucumber, celery, kale, spinach. Um, I don't know. Some other, other wonderful green plant. Lemon. An apple, make it sweet enough that you love it. Don't worry if you don't make the, if you don't give it, I'm not saying give it a lot of, make, just give it as little glucose as possible, but make it so you love it because if you don't love it, it's going to suppress your immune system. But don't worry if you, even when you're drinking just water after 41 days, you still have normal glucose because why? Because the body will make it. So anyway, um, so you can do that. And you can do at least like five or six cycles and then do your fast or do your fast first. Three-week fast, much easier than juice cleanse. The first three days of a water fast is the most difficult. It's more difficult than a juice feast. A juice feast, water fast, much more difficult because... You're not getting any tastes. You're getting no part of eating satisfied. And your mind goes wild and it's called appetite. 
nothing to do with physiology, nothing to do with hunger. Unless you're already cachectic, that means your body's eating itself. So if you're not cachectic, then it's okay, it's therapeutic. But if you're cachectic, you can't water fast. So I don't know you, Mary, Marie, but if you're not cachectic, try to get, you know. So anyway, so either one, first or second, but you got to do both. Then you got to go to sleep early. You got to make sure you get colonics. You need, need to make sure you're doing lymphatic therapy with a certified, certified lymphatic therapist or a lymphologist. You've got to meditate and pray, go to bed early, move, move around all day, every 90 minutes, do 10 minutes of vigorous movement, jumping jacks, just, um, riding a bicycle, push-ups against the wall, against the chair, against the floor, um, sit-ups, just do a bunch of stuff for like 10 minutes until you're like out of breath, right? And then go back. And then 90 minutes later, do it again. Just do that all day. 70 seconds of stair climbing increases doubles natural killer cells. That's right. 70 seconds doubles them. What else makes them? If you get up real slowly at the count of three and you sit down very slowly at the count of four or five, you're going to make stem cells. I mean, uh, natural killer cells. Imagine that. Um, so that's what I have to say, Marie. I hope you're not. You got to take at least three of the anti-helminthics, one or two of the anti-protozoals, and um, one or two of the antifungals. And by the way, if your doctor doesn't, if your doctor is not smart enough, because he's not, he, she's not. Alldaychemist.com. One, what the number one mg milligram one one mg.com. Those are two I know of that are reputable in India and they'll sell them to you. So another one, hey, what, 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 this is from uh, Arville. Arville what is, is asking, what's your aggressive treatment or any suggestion what to do for pancreatic CFCs? Well, again, what I just told that woman is absolutely true uh, for you as well. Now, it depends. Got a large tumor, it's already been poked and biopsied, spread around and stuff like that. Then you've got to do even more. Including intravenous vitamin C and you know intravenous curcumin, artesanate, ozone, but all the other stuff, fasting. Cleansing, lymphatics, colonics, essential, proper breathing, proper resting. What's proper breathing? Breathing with your diaphragm. And if you don't quite know how to do that, lie down on a flat surface and breathe. And you'll see you don't, you don't breathe with your accessory muscles. You'll only breathe with your diaphragm. And remember, when you take a deep breath of your diaphragm, your deep breath, your, di your belly moves up and then it moves down. That's how you ever watch a baby. That's how they breathe. Anyway, the diaphragmatic motion is because you get much more air volume into your lungs than you do with using your accessory muscles. They're called accessory because if you were in a situation where there wasn't enough oxygen, you'd use both. Now, um, 
By the way, the one beautiful additional benefit of breathing deep breaths with your abdominal diaphragm is that every time your diaphragm contracts and, and relaxes, it squeezes your cisterna chile, which is your lymphatic vessel that pushes the lymph up into your thoracic duct and goes to reaches its journey, which is the is the um, subclavian uh, artery, and it goes right back into your uh, into your body, subclavian vein. Um, and then, uh, and the, remember, the cisterna chile gets the lymph that comes from both legs, pelvis, abdomen, chest, left arm, and left side of your head. The right side of your head and the right arm only go into a, go into a duct on this side. So most of it goes through your cisterna chile. So every time you do that deep breathing, you are emptying it, causing it to empty into your, it's like, it's like getting lymphatics. Um, this is Mara. I have a lump on my breast for about eight years. I kept it in check for the last seven years or so. But it has now grown. I have some rough stressors this year. As much as our very cold climate allows terrible heating, I have been following your raw foods protocol. Not 100%. It is just too cold. But certainly 70%. And I have not been able to find a biological dentist. I cannot travel yet, but I have taken your course and I'm following your dietary exercise and mental health recommendations. I started IVC, the only alternative care I can get in my rural community and took curcumin, boswellia, turkey tail, and reishi mussels, various other herbs. I have a subscription to Consumer Labs, which provides product testing, so I am fairly sure I am using this decent products. I also use a biomat for Dr. Veronique. Veronique recommendations. I want to get over to Oasis of Healing, but I need some help improving low WBCs and tumor markers until I can feel well enough to see what suggestions you have. Okay, Mara. So if you have low WBCs, that means you you had you took chemo, huh? Or yeah. So you can't travel yet. You, are you like, all right. Well, so if you took chemo, then um, uh, you're going to have to do some cleansing, some juice feasting. And remember, you get all the nutrients except for fat and fiber from juicing. So it's highly nutritious, not the opposite. You need that because you need to change the water in your aquarium. If you don't change the water in your aquarium, the fish will not get better. Your aquarium is your body. Now you're saying it's cold, so you can't eat raw foods. Raw is, is not, that has nothing to do with cold. And let's not call them raw foods because that sounds painful, right? I don't want anything raw. You want your legs to be raw, your hands to be raw. I didn't know. It's called real food. Why is it called real food? Because the earth makes it. What happens when humans get their hands on it? It becomes artificial. And what comes from artificial? Garbage, waste. Is there any waste in nature? No. Even bowel movements are food for other organisms. So we can call it earth food because it comes from the earth and we are earthlings. So mm. 
and then by instinct it'll tell us what to eat. So a fly will instinctually instinctually land on uh, feces from any animal. It doesn't. We don't happen to enjoy that or have any kind of uh, desire for that. Uh, and uh, by the way, just in case you forgot or don't know, you have never looked at an animal. I don't know you, but you've never looked at an animal walking or grazing in the grass and said, oh, that looks delicious. Mm. Never. Neither have you come upon a corpse while walking along and said, wow, let's take that home. No. So you're really not attracted to either live animals, which are what carnivores eat, or corpses, of which are what dogs and other scavengers eat. No, we like it chopped. Heated at high temperatures, chopped up, changed around, all kinds of condiments on it, all that. And we got to change the name. We're going to call it pork chops. So we're going to call it beef, hamburger, nuggets. But we're not certainly not going to call it a corpse sandwich. We're just not going to do that, even though that's the only truth. Um, anyway. So now, but cold, here's the thing. If you eat something cold, your body has to warm it up. It's not good. If you eat something hot, your body has to cool it down. It's not healthy. So if you eat things at room temperature, which is called ambient temperature, that's ambient temperature. But you can heat it up. You can heat it up to 115 degrees Fahrenheit, and that's dehydrating it. So you can make a, a like a miso soup or all kinds of soup. Try spinach avocado. Fantastic. Um raw spinach, raw avocado, just blend them. Put a little bit of salt on it, sea salt, and put a little bit of diced onions on top. And it's delicious. But anyway, you can heat it up, and then it'll, as long as it doesn't go past 118 in Fahrenheit or above 47 or 48 centigrade, then you haven't killed it completely, and it'll go back. It'll still be a living food. Make it a little bit warm. You don't need it hot. What you're missing when you eat raw food is that feeling of fullness. But some some of the things that make you feel really full are that, like that spinach avocado soup I told you about. I put two or three avocados in there. And what else? At our center, we make raw breads. We make sandwiches. We make wraps. I ate a wrap the other day. It was unbelievable. You would not think it's raw. It's uncooked. It was too good. So I'm telling you, you're probably just tired of eating salads. So do your cleanse, get rid of the toxins. And if your white count is low, you know, it's not going to go up by itself. I mean, it will, but it'll take a long time. What you could do is just get a shot of Nupagen. The Nupagen will take your uh, what are called neutrophils, and bring them up to um, a high enough level so that you don't get spontaneous sepsis. And, you know, your hemoglobin should be up. It's probably low, too, and they, but they don't even think about that. They don't care. They, they let hemoglobins go down, to uh, It's crazy. Six, seven, you know. 
So if you, I don't know what your hemoglobin is at, if you get a transfusion. But anyway, call my office if you want to come here. You don't, you don't have to come to us. You can go anywhere and I'll help. I'm happy to consult with somebody who has left their ego at home and willing to work with me. Yeah, but all the stuff you're doing, right? The curcumin, boswellia, turkey, dill, very, very, very good. You got to take it in enough, in enough um, frequency and dosage has to be adequate. And don't worry about improving tumor markers. Just make sure your absolute neutrophil count is at least 2.0. Make sure your hemoglobin is. Well, you can travel at nine and eight if you, you know, if you got been there for a while. But I, I like to see it above ten because if hemoglobin is below ten, hemoglobin is what carries oxygen. That means there's not enough oxygen going to any part of your body, which means that it is what we call hypoxia, hypoxia, and that is one of this stimulates the central um, process of um, tumor growth. So you want to uh, keep your hemoglobin above 10, even though they say in the hospital, well, unless it's below 8. It used to be below 8. Now they're saying 7. I mean, it, I, there was a lady with 5.5 that couldn't get transfused. I mean, it's, it, you know. So you have to understand, the house of horrors, I've always called hospitals the house of horrors, um, because they are the house of horrors. And don't go back there ever unless you break a leg, have trauma, and they're going to fix it, Okay. If it comes to any other thing that's chronic, they have no clue how to help you. No clue. They actually think that if you give poison to a sick human, you're going to make them well. When if you gave that same poison to a well, a healthy person, they would get sick. To make that conclusion requires... What, what? It's not stupid. It's what? It's uh, I don't know. Tell me about that. Whatever you guys. What? How, what, how, what do you call that? I don't know what you call. Um. Anyway, let's go on to the next person. Carrie, advice on secondary triple negative breast CFCs that have spread through brain, chest, liver, and kidneys. Well, it's okay. Okay, Carrie, real, real, real. Succinctly, you've not limit, eliminated all the toxins from your body. I don't know if you've done dental work. And by the way, Mara, Mara you've got to get biological dentist. You haven't been able to find one, then that's got to be number one. Call Dr. Emma Abramayan in um, uh, Glendale. Make an appointment there. I don't know, of, but wherever you are, whatever state you're in, and all, and we don't know if they're really good, uh, if they really know everything. So I, I um, but it's it's essential. Do you have any root canals? Do you have any extracted teeth? Do you have any metal? Do you have any implants of titanium? Right, those are all the things you don't want to have. Okay, now. And if you don't get rid of those and you don't detox, you can never, ever heal. So, so now you, and then this is for Carrie, who's got the spread, spread around and, and it's triple negative. That means nothing. I mean, triple negative, you know, they, the reason they make it sound worse is because they don't have any, they don't have any drugs 
specifically to temporarily slow down the growth like they do with uh, ER positive and, and HER2 positive. It's only temporary, so it's dealing with the truth. Okay, just keep that in mind. Now, yes, you've got to, Carrie, you've got to figure out what it is you have. You've done your mouth, do your mouth. Do you have done a juice cleanse, colonics twice a week for 18 weeks, then once a month. <clears throat> Colon hydrotherapy, find a good one. Not just enemas. Um, <clears throat> lymphatic, you have to find a certified lymphatic therapist. Um, you have to um, move around. Do, like I said, you know, move around every 90 minutes. Vigorous exercise. You have to go to bed early. And you've got to meditate two minutes, five times a day, in addition to your prayers. Prayers are talking to God. Meditation is listening to God. Okay. So whatever your, is your uh, religion, which I really consider political parties, whatever your religion is, meditation does not violate its codes. Listening to God in whatever religion you have would never be considered something you should not do. And you listen to God by closing your eyes and very, with all your heart and soul, listen to your breathing. Why? Because that's where God is, you're in your breath. I mean, God's everywhere, but also in your breath. So what I'm saying, Carrie, is we haven't found the reason for it. And so it's still growing. Now, in addition to both of you, there are a couple of peptides that are very important, depending the older you are, the more important it is. One is called thymus and alpha one. That one's important. That's that's another, that is what your thymus gland uses. So if you're over 50, you need it for sure. If you're under 50, you still need it because you're sick. But anyway, and if you're 60 or 70, then it's not. It's like I'm not having a thymus, which means the thymus is how your lymphocytes are turned into T cells. So it means you're not going to have enough T cells. You can't win. Um, and then secondly, there's something called met. Methionine and kefalin, which is a another peptide. This one's produced by the adrenal gland. And uh, it uh, wakes up the cells that have been hypnotized and put to sleep in your uh, tumor microenvironment. Because that's why things are growing and moving. is because the tumor microenvironment, in other words, the, the, the environment around the tumor, is highly acidic and low in oxygen. Those two uh, physical factors stimulate a process that produces increased blood vessels and increased tumor growth. And when the macrophage enters it, it becomes a tumor-associated macrophage. starts working for the tumor. When the neutrophil starts work, goes in, it becomes a tumor-associated neutrophil. starts working for the tumor. When a um, uh, even, even the fibroblasts, which are in there, you know, building... Um, connective tissue and stuff like that, in that environment, they become tumor-associated fibroblasts. So they build a nice pro, uh, um, collagen uh, fibrin, fibrin coat around the tumor, which means that the immune system doesn't see it. It sees, it thinks, it sees fibrin, oh, it must be us, that's us, that's not something we have to get rid of. So anyway, 
So everything's working for the tumor once you get into that tumor microenvironment. Right? Yeah. All right. Um, there's a lot more, everybody, and there's no way I can ever answer them all. Uh, sauna as a this is from Andreas. Now sauna as a great detox method. I have a port undergoing treatment for lymphoma. Can you use the thermo? Can you use the sauna with the chemo port? Yes, as long as you de-access it. As long as they took the needle out. Yeah, then it's under your skin. It's as safe as anything. Then you can shower, swim, sauna, and do infrared sauna. 45 minutes to an hour. This is from Shannon, husband diagnosed with stage four appendix CFCs 2021 when colon perforated. He had chemo and HIPC surgery was completed December 2022. He's been on fenbenazole since 21, recently ivermectin. His right liver has innumerable cysts. I hear you talk about prosequanto, but also read it as carcinogenic. How can we get rid of liver cysts? As fenbenazole doesn't seem to be healthy. Okay, so fenbenazole, ivermectin, you can take niclosamide or prosequantil. Prosequantil, by the way, is the drug of choice for people with um, uh, clinorchus or uh, opistocorcus, um, which cause uh, biliary tract CFCs. Okay, it's it's very high in Thailand, prosequantil. So, but you can take niclosamide instead, 500 milligrams three times a day. And I would take medbendazole and fenbendazole. Medbendazole, 500 milligrams, fenbendazole, 222 milligrams three times a day. Ivermectin, 12 milligrams three times a day. You got to take a tinidazole um, three times a day, like 150 or 500, whatever they have. Um, and then take an antifungal, take fluconazole, 100, 150 milligrams three times a day. Three weeks on, one week off. Three weeks on, one week off. Three weeks on, one week off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. But you also, I don't know, if you have been, if Shannon, if your husband has had, had his teeth seen by a real biological dentist, if he hasn't, then nothing will work. You got to do a 3D combing CT. But Prosequantil, if you've got, I mean, so, but he's got to do that. He's got to cleanse. He's got to do all that. He's got to do all that. Otherwise, it won't work. And he's got to stop being afraid. And you can't just decide to stop being afraid because 90% of human thoughts are subconscious, means we don't know what we're telling ourselves. And 80% of them are negative. And negative thoughts directly suppress the immune system. So he's got to, for two minutes, only two minutes, two minutes, you can... You can, anybody can commit to two minutes, five times a day. What you do is you. Sour sock tea, great, fantastic. What you do for two minutes a day is all your heart and soul. Listen to your breathing. And if your mind goes away, which it will in three seconds, bring it back. And it'll go away. Two minutes, five times a day. Keep doing it. Do it religiously. Because every time you reach that place where you're not thinking, your immune system goes through the roof. Psychoneuroimmunology. Psychoneuroimmunology. Remember, if I'm answering someone's question, it applies to us all. 
We are I. Who is I? I is who you are aside if you take away all the stuff that's not you, which includes your body and your mind and your clothes. And you know what? It's already 7.06. I've gone way over. So anyway, so Wadi Cup. So Wadi Cup. And um, in Japan, oh, yeah, Sumi Nasai. And uh, Namaste, Namaskar, and Aloha. And thank you, everyone, please, uh, for joining me. I'm sorry if I didn't do what you wanted tonight, but I just thought all that stuff was important because urine's a big topic and all that stuff. And we got to talk about the truth, their takeover, and their, the goal is to kill us. So let's not, there's no political correctness. It's time to scream it at the top, at the rooftops. And I'm not advocating violence. I'm advocating not doing. Okay. Buddy cop. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Lodi podcast. Join Dr. Lodi's membership community at drlodi.com, where you will have exclusive access to Dr. Lodi's cancer healing and wellness webinars, a community of health-minded people, healthy lifestyle recommendations, educational videos, and discounts on courses and content. While you're there, RSVP for upcoming events and register for the Stop Making Cancer online course. If you enjoyed listening, please share and write a review.